Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. Welcome back, all you fellow Sea Warriors. This is Comic Zone Presents Dragonese Balls. I'm your host here, Vince, with my two good friends, Mike and Ted. Ooh, can I Mike, be Mike today? You can be Mike. So, uh, Ted, be whatever have, uh, you want to be. <laughs> Ted's got something to say here. I do. For us. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ted. Yeah, you're yeah, Ted. Yeah, you're Ted. Oh, I'm Ted, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, at the request of Ted's wife, uh, there's the boo knock knock joke, dude. I was fucking rolling when I watched that shit last night. It's such a bad joke. <laughs> I know, but I was rolling. And he says, "Knock knock, who's there? Boo, boo who? Don't cry. Everybody has to die sometime." <laughs> dude, I was fucking rolling. Even Valerie was fucking rolling, man. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Oh, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. So that's what we're talking about today is Boo and all his different forms. Ted Ooh, yeah. had an interesting take on Boo's power. Um, but first, yeah, we're, uh, let's kind of give a rundown of the timeline real quick. Yeah, so basically we're going to go through the different forms of Boo is kind of the focus of the episode. So we're going to cover up until he gets to Kid Boo and maybe brush a little bit on his power. But we don't want to get too much into it. We want to save the kid boo and the fights for the next episode. So we'll start off at fat boo and we all know everything there is to know about fat boo. He's fat, he's powerful and he's like a little kid, right? So the interesting thing about it is as he absorbs different people, his personality shifts and it seems like his power is shifting, but we're, we're really not sure. So um, at some point he separates into good boo good fat boo and skinny evil boo the gray boo mm-hmm. and then that's a a pretty brief fight between the two of them then he absorbs the fat one and becomes um if you look at the subtitles it's called super boo which is where he's the more muscly kind of menacing boo mm-hmm. uh kind of he's really more like a like a bulked up version of the the gray boo is kind of what it reminds me of and once again i brought this up the last episode lots of veins tons yeah, of veins yeah definitely lots of veins <laughs> Yeah, right. and then, like, let's just go through all the forms up front real quick, and then we can just discuss each and one. running right, down. Yeah. So we got Fat Boo. Yeah, we so got... We got, yeah, we got Fat Boo, Evil Boo, Good Boo, and then we have Super Boo, and then we have Boo Tinks, when he absorbs Piccolo and Gotenks, mm-hmm. and he's pretty badass in that form. And then the fusion wears off, and he becomes Pickaboo. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, these yeah, are pretty good. That. Yeah. He's got more. Yeah, and then the next one is Gobu. After he absorbs Gohan. No. Boogo. No. Buhan. Buhan. Yeah. Buhan. I like Buhan. <laughs> Buhan. That's yeah, what you said Buhan. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So then you have Buhan. And then uh, that's the form that he's really fighting um, Vegito in is Buhan. And Vegito just, you know, spoilers, pushing his shit in, just fucking with him the whole time. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, but then eventually. Um, Goku and Vegeta are fighting inside of Boo and start taking away all of the bodies that made him what he is. Which I gotta say, those episodes where they're inside of him, I fucking hate those ones so much. They're they they're kill not me. They're not. They're not great. It's just like not the worms good. are funny, but well, yeah. 
like the little kid worms and then the right, mom. Right. Like, Daddy's picking on me. It's funny and all, but I just don't dig those episodes at yeah, all. Yeah, it's like the like the weirdest form of filler they've done. It is weird. It is very weird. But I mean, yeah. it's like an acid and it's so many episodes. Sober. It's so many episodes. It is. Yeah, it's like what, like four? It's like four, four or episodes? five, yeah. and you're yeah, just like, Jesus Christ, can we get done with this? Yeah. For real. And they're like. That's where the boo joke happens, and that part is actually fairly decent when they're actually fighting, like, the amalgamation of boo. Right, yeah, and, like, and, he separates himself inside and he's <laughs> fighting. Like, that part's cool, but, like, well, the, there are... like escaping the digestive tract, like, that was kind of... There were a lot of fart jokes and shit jokes in there that just didn't right. really land for me. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, so it's not, like, the best stuff, but it... And we were talking about, you know, the... It's kind of funny they said that, you know, uh, the fusion earrings are permanent. And now right. we know. Now we know it's permanent for Kai's and not for mortals. Right, but it is interesting how it broke in Boo though, because remember, like well, they were fine until they dropped that shield on themselves, and then the fusion immediately shattered. Right. Because so that was Boo's shit that breaking makes, the fusion. No, totally, and that makes sense to me. I don't have a problem with that. Like. Because, like we said in the last episode, it's Boo is basically a big ball of, or like a ball of putty that's made of magic. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that the creators just had a, a fucking handful of silly putty when they were thinking up the next story arc, and that's where we got Boo. Well, <laughs> you had to think in levels of invincibility, so Cell was still had like a flesh and bone body. Right. But he could regenerate it really fast right. from a single. So, cell. You, how do you up step that up? Well, you make something that's not even made of flesh and bone anymore. It's right. It's like the T two thousand and Terminator two. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I think that's a solid oh, analogy. Yeah. Like that's the difference between like Cell and Boo. Is like Boo is so far from anything they've ever fought before, and it's like you can't. How do you even damage him? Yeah, essentially, he's like a slime. So, speaking of a good analogy, too, I want to give Chelsea some props. She actually had a really good analogy for Piccolo and Dende on Lookout Point. Because during all of this going down, they're looking down at the earth, seeing what's uh, going on with Boo. And she, she was asking me, she's like, well, how does Piccolo and Dende know what's going on? I'm like, well, they can see down there from Lookout Point. Well, and they is that, are, is that they like a are... feature of a lookout? <clears throat> And no, I think it's more just their fine-tuned ability to distinguish what's happening just by reading power. I, right. I want to dispute that and because there's plenty of times when there's a big fight going on somewhere on the planet and everybody can like feel the energy, but they can't see what's going on. But right. I, I'm just, be a I'm thing. saying like it might be. But because, I don't like, remember even, anywhere. Even the regular non-fighters like Bulma was standing there, like, leaned forward, eyes closed, focusing on what was going on. Well, that was during Bobbity, though, and he was reaching them and showing them. Yeah. No, she wasn't, is, like, this looking. Is, this is even post, even post Bobbity. Like, they were still doing it when they, when Goku was fighting. Well, I guess, yeah, never mind. Shit, but, I don't know. But she made a good analogy, though, either way. She's like, oh, so they're kind of like the Heimdalls of... Dragon Ball Z, and I was like, actually, that's not... Heimdall's? From uh, Thor. Um, yeah, Heimdall, Overwatch. Uh, uh, what's the actor's yeah, name? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe it could be a part of, you know, their status. 
And it just gives them uh, some kind of long distance sight. Well, right, because Piccolo still has Kami in him, and I, you know, being the previous defender of Earth and Dende, you know, right? I, maybe it's the status, or maybe it's just a Namekian thing. I don't know, but it's yeah, either is possible. But but you've mentioned before, like during the Cell and Android thing, where people were long distance away, but they could kind of sense what was happening. And I always just equated all that to them just being really good at this point at reading energy and just kind of being able to distinguish a little bit of what is like happening. I admit, though, that Dende and Piccolo definitely seem to have a clearer sight on what's happening. Well, the thing is, is like through this whole Boo thing, like everybody at the lookout seems to have it. That, okay, so... That actually would lend to like the name of, like so the name of it is the lookout. Right, so that's if what that I'm is saying. a feature so, like, it of it. In... It give gives you some kind of ability to see whatever's happening all over the planet. Yeah, like, and I kind of, right. I kind of lean that direction because, like I said, even the, even the normal people like Bulma looked like they were watching. That makes sense. Like, why else would she be sitting there with her eyes closed? You know, head kind of downcast, just kind of thinking. Right? Actually, though, I have something to dispute that. Because when Superboo is heading there and Dende and Piccolo start freaking out and they're like, he's coming. And everyone's like, what? They, they seem like they have no clue. You know what I mean? Right. And maybe they're wa- sitting to, there watching. and Maybe we just need to coat this in plot armor and move on then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just... Maybe they weren't paying attention at that moment. I don't know. But like I said, like there are definitely points where it seems like everybody at the lookout is kind of watching the boo fights in one way or another. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's hard to distinguish whether that's just like holes in the plot or like intended for being part of the lookout. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess they really don't go into depth about it though. You know, that's what makes, that's what makes it possible to do fun podcasts like this is where we can just picture And then you can speculate and yeah, make up your own shit. Which is all we're doing really. I mean, who, um, maybe somebody has picked that apart, though. You know what I mean? And um, we can't be the first ones to. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah, we suck. There's probably We're like a Reddit here. thread out there somewhere. Yeah, somebody's in the come up with a way better explanation than. Right. I mean, it's not like we're talking about a 20 year old show or anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess beyond that, I mean, where should we begin here? I think we should just kind of go through the different forms. Uh, I mean, we went through the different forms, but like where we think his power or intelligence or influence is at right. with the varying forms. Okay. Because like, like you mentioned earlier, like I brought up that I don't know that Boo's actually getting stronger or weaker through any of this. It's just a different mindset and a different skill set based on who he has absorbed. And then you also have like the good versus evil influence. Like obviously once he absorbed um, that crazy Kai, like back when there were lots of Kai's, he absorbed the fat Kai like that shifted him into fat boo like instantly, right? Mm-hmm. Like he had absorbed other people before that and didn't really transform. So his bulky boo fuzzy for me. His super boo form is because of one like a one of the bigger <laughs> supreme kai's. Right, yeah, he was the that supreme like kai was right kind of like man. the overseer. Like he was the equivalent of the uh, what the hell is that dude? The father of the angels. What the hell's his title? 
Oh, the Grand Priest? Yeah. No, so not, he's not like, Fat Boot. Not, I not know. the fat guy. He is the equivalent of... Of the Grand Priest of the Grand on the Kai Priest. level. I'm saying the... I'm saying there was a bigger Kai, Supreme Kai, like a really tall, big guy that Boo absorbed bef- right before that and made himself Super Boo. Oh, okay. What, tam- what tamed him... He's one of the, you know, bunch of guys that ended up dying in Boo's original Rampage. Right. Well, I mean, at the Supreme Kai level, it was everybody except the Supreme Kai that we have left. Mm-hmm. And the old Kai got, like, the old Kai that got released from the Z-Sword wasn't part of all that because he was already trapped yeah, in the Z-Sword at that point. Yeah, he was already long trapped. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't remember how long he was there, but like the rest of the Kai's like, and I thought it was interesting that they were talking about that kind of how we were thinking about like King Kai is what the East Kai, if I remember right. Yeah. The Eastern. Right. Yeah. Kai. So they were talking about those ones in like North, South, East, West Kai sentiment. Right. But they were also talking about the Supreme Kai's in the same sentiment, mm-hmm. like during when they were talking about how Kid Boo became Fat Boo. Like, during that, like, flashback and what happened with the Kais, like, each of them had, like, a sector, too. Right. Hmm. I wish they'd lay that out a little more clearly. I I think we get bits and pieces throughout the series, but it's never really, like, hard to find. There's a lot of room for speculation and debate. Right. Like, the, um, you start at, like, King Kai level, and then above him and the four Kais is, uh... Grand Kai? Or what was well, he? Well, yeah, yeah, of the Grand Kai. Yeah, but what hit, What the fuck is this? Like, that guy. Dude, I don't get it. He looks like he just smokes a lot of reefer and drives cool cars. Here's That's what, what I, that guy's job Here's is. what I don't get. Right? It's like you said there were how many Kais? Supreme Kais that died against Boo originally? I don't know how many there were. Like, I remember that there was a reference of, like, more than ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, hear me out. Okay. Fucking King Kai. There are four Kais. Like King Kais, I guess. North, south, east, west. Right. That oversee their section of the universe. So why are there more? Shouldn't there be more of that that Kai than like Supreme Kais? You would think. Because like why? Because isn't. This is what I don't get, is, like, the fucking patriarchy doesn't make any sense to me. Well, there's there's more holes than that in it, too, because you think forward to Super, and there's one Supreme Kai in each of the other like, universes. Like, what are people's jobs here? Yeah, for real. No, like, seriously, like, think about that. Like, like Grand the Kai, power, what the fuck is the point of that guy? To look like a ZZ Top he's the party. Yeah, dude, he's the, he's the party guy. Like, yeah. what's his job? To party. I thought we established that. (laughs) No, I need to... I get that. I'm saying, like... You know, we read a lot of shit that has a lot of, like, government... Right, like the feudal system and, like, spell Right, and everything is very well laid out, like, on what somebody's status is, what their job is. Well, yeah, like Red Ribbon Army, for instance. It's all well laid out. So the... Like I said, just the (laughs) status... Of everyone is just like very up in the air. You don't really well. So let's let's look at this from a slightly different perspective. Let's put this in the professional world. So where they're at when Boo shows up is basically when 
they are a little bit heavy on middle management. No, bring it closer to I'm your face. Fucking working on it, bitch. <laughs> you don't tell me what to put near my she, mouth. Jesus Christ. I control what the fuck goes by my mouth, all right? Jesus well, Christ. after last pop, you gotta have it like anyway. a fist away from your face. So you're like, six. I have big fucking hands. That is a fist. <laughs> I'll fucking show you how big anyway. my hands are. I'll show you a, a fist. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Jesus. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Any fucking way. Well, fang fist. Sorry, I'm still hung up on that. Right, okay, I'm just going to talk to the good. people listening to the podcast because you bitches aren't listening. <laughs> anyway, go. Anyway, no, like put it in terms of like middle management, right? Like in, in like a professional setting. Like you see a culling of middle management when it starts to get like there's too many middle managers. Like that's where they were at when Boo showed up. There were more Kais than were needed. I guess. I don't I don't fucking know how to explain that. Right. Because you look at the other universes and they only have one Supreme Kai each. Those Supreme Kais are the ones that are showing up to like the tournament of power in Super. So okay, here's the deal. So that's so just there's... either just a giant fucking plot hole or Well, not necessarily. Like obviously there's a level of stat like levels of status just in like the Supreme Kai sector. So one guy has the overarching like status of being like th- he's the kai boss. Yeah, he's like so it's like an elected position almost. Maybe. Or but not even here's, elected, here's, but it still goes back to super though. Like where the fuck are the rest of them in super? Because you only get one supreme kai from each universe during super. You have a supreme kai and then maybe their assistant, but that's you what have I'm a destroyer saying. and an angel. That's, that's who's in each booth. That's what I'm saying is like the Supreme Kai that is like appointed to that office at that point. Okay, that's reasonable. Maybe yeah. that's the one but that we're so seeing. So there's super. there are a ton of that species. Potentially. We because, haven't seen them, but because they might like be there. even in like old like God stories in like Greek and Roman mythology, there are a ton of gods. Right. But there are ones that are, you know, in a higher position than others. Right. So you have like so the like lower even, positions like, you know, like the goddess of love being a semi-low position compared to like Poseidon or Zeus. Or think or about Ares. it like Asgardians. Yeah. Yeah. They have the ruling class and then the peasants. Right. So there's Thor and he's the king. But there are, you know. Yeah. Like you would consider the other Asgardian people to be gods compared to people too, we, yeah, mostly you based would on consider longevity, like not Beta Ray Bill to be almost like a god still, but no, obviously not like Thor, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking like is in their civilization or their <clears throat> their society. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe that Supreme Kai planet has just a ton of those guys on it well that's the thing is like before boo it did like it showed them more like frolicking and fucking around yeah, before so, boo showed up okay so, so like is that it's the same just, in other universes so though, think about point. the supreme kai planet as asgard and yeah that's reasonable and he was in the current supreme kai is the king okay yeah and that's how we explain that yeah that's reasonable it sucks we got to lay that out for ourselves though that's my thing yeah it's a little irritating but at the same time, like it's That's up until not... up until like the Boo Saga and Super, like the the God level stuff really wasn't the focus of the show. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. They're, they're kind of shifting the story as we go, and we just kind of. And I get that. I totally get that. Is like when they did King Kai, he was supposed to be the pinnacle at that point. They hadn't thought further. And then they got past, you know, Cell. And they're like, oh, we need something. Since Goku's dead, we need him to, like, be stepping it up, obviously. So we had the Grand Kai, and he was supposed to be the pinnacle. The pinnacle. Right. And then you get into Boo, and then you get the Supreme Kai, and you're like, oh, this just keeps going. Yeah. Right. But in Super, like, have they revealed the pinnacle, you think? Like, Zeno is kind of the... Yeah, I mean, the he, he's the master of all universes, so... Right. But I don't know how forward, you go above him. Moving forward, though, it doesn't mean that the, it could reform. You know what I mean? It could always still change. A multiverse of multiverses? And there's the Zeno equivalent? Yeah. I mean, they, they could technically just keep ramping it up. You could just keep going and going, for sure. So, I'm not sure if they will. Like, I think Zeno is a good pinnacle point, though. So Yeah, well, I think it's interesting, like, I think Majin Buu, like, totally is, like, their final, like, he's almost a step into God-level power. Yeah. Like, he is the pinnacle of mortal power, but he's not mortal. So, like, this is their first introduction to, like, fighting... Well, I mean, and almost a god, but he's a a jinn or a genie is like what he's supposed to be, right? But like you right. take a huge step forward and look into and, the manga, a and then you have Black Frieza. What the like? If you take a huge step forward and in, into where the manga's at with like Frieza Black, like I saw a thing about him confronting <sighs> Beerus finally. So like they're gonna keep ramping that up. And, like, this is a good introduction well, into, Frieza like, is, like, he's, like, interesting in the fact that he doesn't need God energy to match it. Yeah. So he's special in that way, like, big time. Yeah, definitely. Like, and you gotta wonder... I think he has the highest potential out of any being in the universe. Yeah. Like, he could really be, like... The most powerful being with the most potential in the entire series. Like, can you imagine how strong he would be right now if he had been training like Goku and Vegeta all these years? Oh, dude, it would be nuts. Yeah, like just he would a just... year a year training at five hundred times gravity like Vegeta would have fucking put him and training like Vegeta hard, destroying his body and really pushing himself to the limit. He would have fuck, dude. He would be. A problem for the angels at that level, I think. Well, so that's the thing. Is like, like, he's he getting would... ready in the manga to confront Beerus. Yeah. Or he has. Like, that yeah. was like. But even like Beerus can't ago, fuck with, like, Whis. But, yeah, but I would true. think I would think Vegeta, uh, Frieza would be at, like, an angel level at that point. Like, if he trained that hard. I don't know. See, I, I kind of don't like that about Frieza. And I know I'm kind of the minority on that when it comes to DBZ fans. But it's a complaint of mine because it's almost like Superman and his plot armor. You know what I mean? It's like whenever Superman is going up against a foe, it's just the opposite. You know, it's just it, the fucking clouds shift a little and the sun gets a little brighter. And he's just like, ha, and, you know, defeats it. And it's like with very minimal effort like he doesn't have to do a whole lot so it's kind of a an, an annoyance to me because i'm like 
you know, it's like at some point Frieza's got to reach a cap, right? He's got to at least get to a point where the ceiling, yeah. You know, and it's like with this black form now, I'm like, well, shit. I you think know? that would actually be a good step in his like character arc is like when he finally hits that ceiling and realizes he he needs to try harder. Right. Once, once Goku actually... and Vegeta like catch him. Right, but that's kind of been his whole thing the whole time. Well, no, I mean, pushing him to the next level of actually training. Well, maybe. And trying yeah. to maintain, because at some point that's going to like taper off too if you don't pr- use it and practice. Yeah. So, it's like, imagine yeah. him also. Frieza isn't like somebody that has a crazy amount of martial skill either. He just no, relies just on... Power. Right, so imagine if he like went somewhere and actually learned some type of march- martial art and gained a ton of technique yeah, on top of his, like, he's already very manipulative in battle. And I saw a video that, like, explained that five-minute thing. Is like, you know, and he's like, oh, we got five minutes before Namek explodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like uh, the guy explained that F- Frieza knew it was gonna, not going to be five minutes. It was a manipulation tactic to get Goku on his heels and to have him less relaxed. Like he already knew he didn't use enough power. So he's like, oh, and throws a number out there just to, you know, manipulate the situation. <laughs> he knew it was more than five minutes. That's reasonable. But that put puts Goku on edge. Yeah, I and can it's see a that. legit like they they talk about like everything that Free uh, Frieza does mm-hmm. is uh you know that book Art of War? I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. And I've heard of it. Like but... a lot of the things that he does as far as like manipulating your enemy, manipulating your battle environment, manipulating everything in the fight is like everything that Frieza does. Right. So not only is he like super powerful, but he's really smart in the fact that he can manipulate people, and that's a huge advantage in a fight. Yeah, and right. the other thing, kind of circling back to the Superman analogy, like I think the thing that separates Frieza from Superman is he faces more trials than Superman. True. Like to uh, me, like Superman's just kind of like doesn't lose. No, he loses. I mean, that's a little. Yeah, I, I I disagree with that, but you'd have to look over the whole history of Superman, though, and that's like a lot. But, so, yeah, that's way more effort like, than I want to put into Superman. When it came to Gold Form Frieza, it was like okay, he meditated mostly, stuff like that. It was already I was kind of like on the fence with that. I was like, yeah, okay. he didn't meditate. He beat that guy to death every day and then yeah for like what four months or whatever so he was exerting his muscles well, and getting some it was i guess he did like he the equivalent got more powerful for super and being like in his little own hell he's right. like i got stronger by just sitting there and meditating that's and not how he got stronger though is didn't the manga say that though like that's think, he got so. a power boost there just from like thinking about goku and his i think he be- and... i think he became more mentally strong but from that but like i mean to be fair to that's gain... what goku and vegeta are both working on I get, now. yeah i get that that could push him to a but like i feel like it pushes him to a level that's just insane 
You know what I mean? Like it, it a little too much. It probably I don't know if it gives him more power. It gives him more fine control of his power. Right. Is that meditation? But where he gained the golden Frieza form is pushing his body. He did like the equivalent of doing like some hundred push-ups a day. You know what I mean? You're not you're and, working out, but like, you're not really pushing yourself. Like you said with that guy, him fighting that guy, that guy was way less powerful. Yeah, than but him. he's still every day exerting his muscles and like even if it's just using the guy as a punching bag, if I throw punches at a punching bag every day, that's gonna raise my heart rate, that's going to tone up my muscles, just like throwing the gloves into the bag is going to give you more cardio strength that's going to even if it's not like pushing yourself to the extreme like a professional uh-huh. but you're still getting that workout in frieza well, didn't have to push himself to the limit to gain that power but if he did push himself to the limit is is my point well right i mean i i understand that but still it's like why can't goku and vegeta do that then because, I mean, they're constantly fighting each other, and they're more... They don't have the same latent potential. Right. Like, like, Frieza was... See, that's plot armor is, to me, though. Okay, like, sure. I mean, it's, sure. It's like, eh, you know? It's a huge annoyance. Yeah. Right? Sorry. Well, yeah, but like, if you take it that far, like, look at like the Angels, for example. Like, How much training do you think they, they do? I don't think they need any. Right. It's I think just, they're born the way they are, but that's like a divine thing. Right, but that's the thing is like with Frieza, like he's a different race that has like the crazy inherent power and whatnot. But I so, see, I wish they would go over that more because you don't really oh yeah. get a whole lot of that. It's kind of just assumed, you know what I mean? You don't know much about his race. Yeah, it's kind of the theme of this episode, actually. Like what? we're making a lot of assumptions about everything. Well, like, it it's the same it, thing it with like the divine in... powers. We're making a lot of assumptions about Boo. We're making a lot of assumptions about Frieza. But like, speaking of Boo, we should probably get back to him. Yeah, and like, that's the thing. Um, it's like we're we're so assuming let's... things about Boo, and like I'd really like to well discuss start in out... more detail like what your guys' thoughts are on whether or not he gets stronger when he absorbs people. Well, we'll get there, but let's start out by, and that that'll be kind of the theme of everything is. Whether or not he's getting stronger or it's just his mind that restrains him or unrestrains. Right. It's like Ted made a really good point. And let's start first off by talking about what starts his transformations. We know he transformed in the past and that's how he got to Fat Boo. But for us in the current time, he starts changing when... Uh, Mr. Satan is shot and killed. No, the dog, or, B. I thought, well, it's both because what starts it is Mr. Satan is shot when, like, because Mr. Satan is actually doing some good shit for once right. and contributing and he gets Boo calmed down and he shows him friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, And then they find the puppy B. Yep. And... So they're all chilling in Boo's little people house, and that Australian guy and yeah, those whatever two, like crooks, yeah, those two crooks, they in they they they're gonna kill Boo and they're gonna get the reward or whatever it is, right? Yeah, I think it starts off like it's a few episodes before where we're talking about where they show that guy for the first time and he kills 
that old lady and then the fat guy. Well, they're kind of on the... a crime spree because the they world's think... going to end anyway. Right, yeah. So they're, I don't think they're after any kind of reward. I think they're just looking for He's chaos. Like, well, the, whatever it chaos. is. But he decides, he sees Mr. Satan befriending Boo and that pisses him off. He's like, this is the guy that's going to kill us all and you're going to be his little bitch. Right. Yeah. So he climbs in the window, shoots Mr. Satan. Boo starts freaking out at that point. That really starts the internal conflict for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where he starts to separate the evil from the good, kind of like Kami and Piccolo. Yeah. Well, and I, um, I think what's important, too, is to point out the fact what starts that is so when B got shot, he didn't die, the dog, He and he healed him. But Mr. Satan actually died, and Majin Buu brought him almost back to life because he comes right. out. I thought of it was like, Dende that healed him. No, Buu saved Mr. Satan and B. But yeah. as soon as he saved B, that's when you know he was having that like meltdown. He was separating like legitimately at that point is like the evil and the good. Like he was feeling grief and. You know, and he starts to change and like Mr. Satan's like, oh, he's like, get out of here because he doesn't want to hurt Mr. Satan. Yeah. And. uh, That's when he expels evil boo. Right. And then you get the gray skinny boo. Yep. Crackhead boo. Right. (laughs) And then they throw down. My question at this point, right, is. So, if we're going by the logic of progression to Kid Boo and separating Fat Boo from <coughs> Evil Boo turns him into Kid Boo, then why did he turn into the gray one and not Kid Boo as soon as they separated? I don't know. Like, maybe it's the influence of all of the other people he's absorbed. But they only, the only people they take. He's been are the ones that he absorbs during their fight with him. No. And then they take Fat Boo, take him out, and that's what turns him into Kid Boo. So then why didn't he turn into Kid Boo instead of the gray one? So let's look at that as him expelling the evil side, right? Um, But... There's more to it than that. Like the the separation from Fat Boo that turns him into Kid Boo, I took that one a little bit different because the only people that you really see in there that he has absorbed are Fat Boo and the Z Fighters, right? Like they separate all of them. That makes Kid Boo. Mm-hmm. So inside of Fat what, Boo, what makes Kid Boo is him taking Fat Boo out of the right. equation. Inside of Fat Boo, if you go even smaller scale, is another setup. Of people that have been absorbed, including that fat Kai, all the other Kais. Mm-hmm. So when he's expelling the evil Boo, maybe any people that potentially had like an evil side to him, because remember, he's been eating people all over the planet, and presumably he's been doing that for a long time. Like back before he absorbed the Kais, he was doing the same shit on other planets. Well, at one point he, he <clears throat> absorbs everyone, right? Like he destroys every, he kills everyone. He on kills the everyone, but he doesn't absorb everyone. Oh, he uses the blast right. straight yeah. up into the air. Yep. So I wonder if that might be it. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying, Ted. Like, so when that evil was expelled, 
Innocent Boo still had most of the previous, like, Kai's and shit like that that he had absorbed. And Evil Boo was just more of that evil side of him. But then later on, he morphs into that more pure form of Kid Boo. Does that make kind of... Right, like, all of the good stuff, like is inside of fat boo and when he separate that fat boo thing like that just kind of because fat boo is the one doing the majority of the absorbing well that's because what he I turns mean. into he turns into fat boo after he absorbs that kai right so presumably everything he's absorbed since then is inside of fat boo right but so this good separates and he becomes the gray one so right, like but all if that's that just goes away. All of the evil people absorptions at the same time. That was my point. So, yeah. like, all the people that were more good than bad stayed in Fat Boo, and all of the people that were more bad than good got expelled with Gray Boo. And then later on, when they free, ever I won't get too much into it, but when they free some of the people, they don't free all of the people that Boo is absorbed. We're getting into that in this episode anyway. I know. Right. I just yeah. don't so you can, jump you can too talk far about ahead. It's all good. We're all over the fucking place on this. If you listen to the show, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fucking stay on track ever. Yeah, we're uh But this isn't a recap. This isn't like a That's not what we're doing. No. Right, yeah. So like discussing the relevant tie-ins. Like, yeah, we try to stay on track as far as like linear, like (laughs) for the story and like, but what we like to talk about and we like to theorize and, you know. There's lots of that today. Well, sure. And that's like the best part about this is like, you know, being able to discuss and it does, the show leaves it wide open to like interpretation yeah speculation and i'm sure you could go deep dive and you could really work things out and i'm sure people do um but i like to like do the guesswork a little bit and never like necessarily reach a conclusion but it's like our interpretation of the show yeah which i think is fine yeah oh yeah but yeah so i don't know that's where my stance is my point is go wherever you want to go Okay, well, so I think the huge difference is with the evil Boo versus Kid Boo is when they free uh, Gohan, Piccolo, um, wow, I'm drawing a huge blank. Goten, Uh, Trunks. Goten, Trunks, all of them, you know, like Ted was saying, there were a lot of Kais and things like that that had been absorbed that didn't get taken out get or make freed an appearance from even and yeah i wonder i wonder if that's like an overtime thing they're just permanently a part of you a boo right like they start out in that pod and then eventually they're just absorbed completely right but the reason why i bring that up is <clears throat> that change doesn't happen until uh fat boo gets separated from him and he starts really going into that meltdown and losing his shit and i think it's because then at that point all of the good has been taken out except for still there's still all that god energy and kai is still so, in them so it it's transformed into like you said probably over time they get just become part of boo and it becomes into that almost like evil god energy that he's then turned into and once right. goten trunks gohan 
Piccolo, all of them get freed, it transforms then into Kid Buu because then it's more of his pure form of just him and nobody else. Whereas when Evil Buu and Fat Buu separate, it's still, you know, there's still an amalgamation of people in Fat Buu and it's just the evil that got expelled out of it. Right. You know? yeah, and he doesn't go Kid Buu until Fat Buu gets separated. Yeah. So, and that's what I was saying, like, kind of my theory on Fat Boo being the one that did most of the absorbing once he became Fat Boo. Because at, at that point, like, if you remember when he's talking about the Kais and, like, Bibbity is talking to Boo, he's like, well, if you do what I'm telling you, I'll give you all the cake you want. So, like, that's the point where he Bibbity starts. Bibbity or Bobbity? Bibbity. When he's on the Kai world right after he ate the, the big Kai, right? And then he turns into Fat Boo. And then... Like, he's more timid, and he's kind of listening to Bibbity. And Bibbity's like, I'll tell you what. If you start listening, I'll give you all the cake you want. Let's go find some cake. So that's the point where Boo actually has an appetite and starts absorbing a bunch of shit. So that's why he goes back to Kid Boo when Fat Boo gets separated from him because all everything that he's absorbed as Fat Boo gets pulled out at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's where my bullshit theory comes from well it sounds pretty good to me i mean better than what i had (laughs) so on that subject though this is kind of a question i wanted to bring up um most of the people that are dbz fans that i ever talk to and i ask them their favorite villains it's either always sell or frieza why do you think boo usually always lands third on their list as far as their favorite villains? Yeah, because usually, you know, like most people will go Frieza, Cell, Boo, or Cell, Frieza, Boo. But Boo, I've noticed with a lot of people... is last on the list. Yeah, yeah he takes the back seat. I think it's really like a, a nostalgia villain. thing. Um, I don't... That's a good question. Because uh, not a bad villain. No, he's say. not. And I, like, and there's a lot of change there. Like, it's. I I kind of have don't... a theory. Okay, what do you got? I was going to say the reason being is because of purely season seven, and we kind of covered this in a previous podcast. But season seven is a lot of filler. Quite a bit of filler. You don't really get into Boo. And all of the things with him until 8 and 9. Because Boo kind of spans almost three seasons. And it's kind of broken up into three arcs for him. And I feel like when this was all coming out on TV in the U.S. in the early 2000s. That watching that on TV, all of that season 7. You got to think over a course of what? Like a year? That was hard to get through. And, and I think a lot of people already lost faith in Boo and was kind of sick of it before they even really got into his character. And it might be the structure of the story with Boo is much simpler. His motivations are simple. Um, kind of. You look at, like, the Cell games... Mm-hmm. Um, the stakes almost seemed higher there. You know what I well, mean? So you were much more 
I don't know, dude. That's a good question. Maybe just, higher maybe stakes it's... than you're the last like five people alive on the planet. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I think from my perspective, what I think it is, is that Boo isn't clearly defined at any point. Right. Like when he's fat Boo, he's just a he's an overpowered kid, kind of like Zeno. That's like lends to his character, though. He's something right. that but can't be. But the thing is, defined. is he doesn't. He doesn't stick with that, and that's why people don't latch on to him. Like, he's a great villain. I like him. But people can't latch on to him as well because he's constantly changing. And see, so, and that is actually kind of what ties it into for Chelsea, because I asked her, I was like, so what's, why does Boo, you know, more of your less favorite villain out of the series? And she said she, you know, for her, it's annoying because obviously they do this with a little bit with Cell and Frieza, but... Not to the extent it seems like Boo is defeated or they have a one-up on him and then he changes or he dies and comes back or whatever. Or he absorbs this person and blah, 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 blah. You know, he's always just changing and getting that one-up. And it's kind of, by the end of it, kind of becomes a old cheap trick, you know, the absorption of, okay, well... He absorbed this person. Now he absorbed this person. Now he absorbed this that, person. That's what the <clears throat> what we were kind of talking about, and Ted made the point of does absorbing people like does Boo's power actually ever change? And it's like I am more inclined to think that no, it doesn't. It's just it's the same pool of power, mm-hmm. but. It's the absorbing of people's, like, you know, good or bad energy on top of, like, their mindset. Like, so... Tactics and abilities. It's like, like, Ted made a good point about, like, Fat Boo. You look at him on his rampage, Mm -hmm. or rampage, like, his play time. Right, right. And it's just like him, he's basically a little kid that just wants to play, and, you know, he can throw tantrums, but... He's still tapping into the same pool of power that Kid Boo is, but he's a little bit more restrained because he's very nice and like he can be cool as long as he gets his way. But then somebody like Kid Boo is like he is almost mindless and destruction in incarnate. Right. Like right. he is completely un- unrestrained with a basically limitless pool of power right and the the middle stages another thing to take into account is how much his ego shifts so like when he's kid boo or when he's fat boo he doesn't really have an ego he's just a mindless uh, he's like a toddler he cares if you're mean to him or whatever but he doesn't as soon as he starts getting like the super boo like when evil boo is expelled and he goes the first form of super boo he starts caring about being the most powerful being right, in his, the universe. Right, and his, his ego starts kicking in. And then as he like once he absorbs Piccolo, then he becomes more tactical and his ego is even higher. Because like and then his ego is at its peak <coughs> after he absorbs Gohan. So that version of him is super egotistical and wants to destroy Vegito, and Vegito is crazy ego and just fucking with Boo. Mm-hmm. Like that whole section, which we we also haven't called out the candy fight, which I thought was fucking awesome. Just oh yeah, the incredible fighting candy episode. Yeah, yeah, that was good shit. <laughs> Where he's like a coffee flavored, yeah, like uh, a chocolate ball, like a hard candy, and he's just fucking boo up. Yeah, <laughs> that's good shit. 
Yeah. But like when he gets all of those personalities pulled out of him and he goes back into Kid Boo, all of that ego vanishes. At that point, he is like not necessarily like a mindless monster, but he's only interested in doing what he was created to do, which is just destroy everything. Right, just and completely like, unrestrained. You see a little bit of his drive to kill powerful shit when he goes to Otherworld and he's about to blow up the Grand Kai's planet and Goku and Vegeta power up on the Supreme Kai's planet and he's like, oh shit, there they are. And then he chases after them. So like he's still got a little bit of it and he still has, he's not mindless because he's still seeking like powerful opponents, but he doesn't have the same approach to it as all the various forms of Super Boo where it's like flexing on them. He just wants to well, show up He just up and wants to destroy up. powerful shit at that point. Right. <laughs> so it's a it's a different mindset, a different kind of ego if it even is ego. I don't think it's even necessarily ego at that point. It's just that's powerful, I'm going to destroy it. Right? Okay. Whereas during the super boo forms that it's we like talked kinda, about, it's, it's more ego. It's almost the same mentality Almost like Kid Boo. Or oh. Fat Boo. A Kid Boo is almost like Fat Boo. They have basically but Fat Boo doesn't or Kid Boo doesn't have any of that lightheartedness in him. He's like his fun is to destroy shit. Right. And not in like a you know, fun wee and run through a city and kill everyone. No, he wants to kill a whole planet just because he can. And how about this? What do you think about Boo, Kid Boo, as a destroyer god? That would be... Because that's basically what he is. Yeah. Without yeah. without an angel to restrain him. Pretty much, yeah. I, but if he had that angel to keep him in line and they just let him... He would almost be the perfect destroyer. Well, to be fair, because like, he still does the same things as Beerus. He sleeps a lot. He goes on his little rampages and then sleeps and then. But then he wouldn't have any of the moral hangups that like Beerus would have. He doesn't necessarily have a lot, but well, no. At the beginning of Super, Beerus doesn't have any moral hangups. Like you, would it's almost, not until he starts hanging out with people of Earth that he starts getting moral hangups. Right. So Boo would almost be a really good destroyer wouldn't it be funny we've always uh, so far on this uh series have been talking about uh goku and vegeta becoming the new angel and uh destruction god but wouldn't it be funny if that was mr satan and boo (laughs) yeah you know what yeah mr satan was the angel oh that'd be fucking hilarious it'd be so fucking funny and he never gets any kind of power up it's just mr satan just being (laughs) cooking him dinner and shit yeah Yeah. make him immortal and then yeah Actually, that's funny because the analogy between Weiss and Beerus is pretty similar to Mr. Satan and Boo. It really is. Like, they hang out and keep an eye on him. But Kid Boo doesn't give a fuck about Mr. Satan. No, not at all. Right. So that wouldn't really work. All of that's been ripped out of him. That wouldn't really work. You'd have to restrain him physically. (laughs) Oh, no, you just make make fat. It's like you let him out every once in a while to go do his thing on the universe and destroy shit, and then the angel puts him back on lock. When he's done, be like, so, ah, that's enough. Do you think Kid Boo or Fat Boo would be Kid a better Boo. destroyer? Kid Boo. Why not Fat Boo? Because Kid Boo isn't interested in like destroying planets. 
He just wants to eat and shit. But you could totally go, oh, you got to go destroy that. You got to go destroy that. But Kid Boo is more of a force of nature. Yeah. Like, so you let him go like a hurricane and then, you know, peter that shit out when he's destroyed enough. Yeah. Because the whole point of that is to destroy so you can create new. Yep. Yeah, that's reasonable. So he would get shit done quickly because you let him loose and he can teleport and shit. Because we know he fucking can. Yeah, yeah. he learned instant transmission. <clears throat> so he'd go Somehow. to planet to planet to planet and destroy shit. And then when it's like, okay, that's enough. Have the angel bitch slap him down or whatever. Yeah. Because clearly Weiss is interested in food. So then he could be like, okay, let's go get something to eat. But I don't know if Kid Boo cares about that. You would have to like physically restrain him. Yeah. To stop him. So interesting thing that you mentioned the teleportation like how did he learn instant transmission like i don't remember them covering that at i think all. he saw goku do it and then just learned it hmm. yeah which like w- when they were destroying earth when he destroyed earth and they were trying to get out of there and then boo watched him or maybe he watched him you know throughout their fight and well, saw him do it enough to figure it out well and also let's not forget i mean he is magic so he al- I mean, you yeah, know. maybe it's just like Legion thing where he can have whatever power he wants to have. It, okay. it necessarily might not be instant transmission, but maybe some of his magic that he could use. So here's uh, one more uh, weird plot hole, as is customary for me. Um, Boo does a Gallic gun. When? Against Goku and Vegeta, I believe, after they get out. Does he call it that? I yeah, don't he that. says Gallic Gun, but he's never absorbed well, Vegeta, and he's the only one that uses that. So maybe you can just pick up on shit, right? Could be. But like he does, uh, no. So it, it was doesn't before, mean they trunks. It was before they were even absorbed. It was while he was doing the the ghost things because the the little Boo ghosts do um, a Kamehameha, and then they do a Gallic Gun. Hmm. So That's pretty interesting. I don't know. He's got to just be watching and learning, but at the same time, I think that's just a big fucking plot hole because I don't remember Vegeta ever using Gallic Gun against Boo. I don't. I don't think he. He did. used Final Flash, I think, but I don't right. think he used Gallic Gun at all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only only thing you can really maybe say is when Vegeta sacrificed himself and blew himself up, maybe from that energy. I don't know, but even then, that's kind of a stretch, you know. Yeah, like it makes sense for him to do like the the super ghosts and shit like that because he absorbed go tanks and he does a special beam cannon because he absorbed Piccolo and the Kamehameha because he has Gohan. Like yeah. all of those make sense. But the one that just like stood out to me as soon as it was those little ghosts said it was the Gallic gun. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Like you never absorbed Vegeta. And I don't think Trunks ever uses it. That I can recall. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think he does like, either. I think Really, Vegeta has Vegeta and Piccolo. Well, no, Vegeta now has the most unique skill set or like ability set, because like after the Dragon no, Ball Super superhero, using his abilities but him, right? Whereas like eventually Gohan does a special beam cannon, so Piccolo's not as unique anymore. The only other one that would be super unique would be Tn with the tri beam. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So it's just really weird that Boo used. Or his ghost. He was the original originator of the multiform technique. Yeah, and the 
the fucking blindy shit, whatever that was mm-hmm. called. I don't remember. Special, or the solar flare. Yeah. Yep. So that was TM too. Talk about a clutch ass move. Yeah. Yeah. How many times has that saved them? A lot. A fucking <laughs> lot. Krillin has used it to great effect. <laughs> great. Yeah, he really has. Yep. He's used it against all of the major villains, hasn't he? I don't know. Did, I don't remember if he used it against Boo, but he used it against Cell. He, he used uses it, it in the tournament Frieza, of power. He used it all a lot on Namek. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's an ability he stole. Tien just gets pushed aside. That sucks. Yeah. I like Tien. I love Tien. Tien's the shit. He kind of... Like, he has potential to be the strongest dude on the planet. Like, the mindset, the physical ability. Like, he could surpass Krillin. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Like, if you were going to upgrade any human to, like, you know, God status... Tien. Tien. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm almost inclined to think he, at this point in the Boo Saga, is more powerful than Krillin. Especially since Krillin took a backseat to training like Gohan and kind of focused more on 18 and his family life. And yeah, that's true. And all Tien does is train. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a good argument that Tien's stronger than Krillin at this point in the story. Mm-hmm. And he does show up and in Tribeam Boo a little bit, doesn't he? Well, yeah. Yeah, he does, but then he gets... <laughs> Kicked and fucked up by the lower half of Boo's body, remember? Yeah, just one fucking kick and he's yeah, pretty Boo, much done. Boo does that again to Goku when they're inside of Boo, like where his body gets cut in half. And I think Goku's talking about how he's going to destroy him or Vegeta was. I don't remember which. And Boo's like, you know, I'm a half. I'm I half believe you. The problem is the other half, not so much. And then his legs run up behind and kick him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about Ultimate Gohan a little bit and like his comparison to Super Saiyan 3. We get about 30 minutes here. All right. Um, Ted, we were talking on the phone this week, and my question to him was, do you think Gohan is in his ultimate form is as strong or stronger than a Super Saiyan 3? And... Gotenks, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Goku, <clears throat> it's a little fuzzy. I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think Goku quite has it refined yet, but I still think that Ultimate Gohan, for me personally, I would. I'd be more inclined to say he's there almost, but just still a bit short. Just so a you bit think shy. He, Goku is stronger as a Super Saiyan three than Gohan. Yeah, but it, it's it's pretty. I mean. From before Ultimate Gohan, it it shortens that gap a lot. You know what I mean? So I feel like at that point, if Gohan was able to achieve Super Saiyan 3 on top of his new found power with the Kai, it would be, he would have surpassed Goku easily and would be even maybe surpassed Gotenks. But just that Ultimate Energy, I don't think he's quite to Super Saiyan 3, just a little bit short. Just depends on who the Super Saiyan 3 is. Right. Especially, I mean, Goku, it's like, uh, I'm a little bit more like, okay, it's kind of bridged the gap there, but when it comes to Gotenks, I think no way. So you think Gotenks is stronger than Goku? Uh, No. no. Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks? I don't think so. Well, the problem with Super 3... Or a Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks is... I it's mean... Idiocy? 
yeah, it's just the stupid fucking moves and shit like that. Like you could, he doesn't have like we've talked about before that kind of refined martial arts or fighting skill. He's still a and kid, and he's got yeah, he's got a eight year old's mind. Yeah, yeah so I, I guess the comparison there is like the Here, people. I got pee, dudes. You guys keep going. The people at the lookout saw Super Saiyan three Goku. Right. And they were still astounded by the raw power of Gotenks when he does it. Right. So to me, that lends towards what you're saying, where Gotenks is more powerful, just not refined. Yeah, he's got the power, but had he really focused on moves that actually worth worth a shit? And right. Yeah, like the ghost thing was cool, but everything else was pretty dumb. Well, and, like and the see, fucking like the ram charge and like the crazy kick and. Yeah, and I I even like the ghosts, but. The problem with the Ghost Kamikaze attack is if you have any kind of range attack, it's pretty much neutralized. Do you know what I mean? Unless, because I mean, even Boo, he just blows, you know, takes a big gulp of air, blows all the ghosts away, and they kind of collide into one another and explode. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with that. But like, as far as like whether Ultimate Gohan is stronger, like it just felt a lot like. Because he had Gotenks absorbed while he was fighting him, right? Uh, yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's so hard to gauge, like, the raw power difference. It really is. But I'm going to wait for Mike to get back. But, like, one of the questions that I kind of have about Gohan that I don't think we've ever really discussed is, like, Ultimate Gohan is super powerful, right? And then obviously you get Beast Mode Gohan when he does that in the Dragon Ball Super superhero movie. Um, does Gohan actually get weaker if he goes Super Saiyan now? I think so. So mm. then there's another thing to remember when comparing Super Saiyan 3 to Ultimate Gohan. Like a prolonged fight, Gohan would win. Right. Because Super Saiyan 3 is super hard to sustain. Like, they can't stay in it. Whereas Ultimate Gohan, that's kind of his natural state now, right? Yeah, I guess. He's not, like, walking around in that form. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, he still powers up into it. But it's not like... It doesn't seem like it wears on him like Super Saiyan 3 does on Goku, for example. No, he should be able to maintain it indefinitely. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Another thing to consider as far as like which is more powerful like it might be situational well yeah i mean it i guess that's it i would say maybe super saiyan 3 has more raw power but a limited time of use gohan right now. his ultimate form is maybe less powerful <laughs> but more sustainable so, so like if you it just depends on what like power is to you i guess yeah and, and it kind of falls into that power versus endurance type of a thing right you know? exactly yeah and i do like and how usually they took... endurance outmatches power endurance and technique right will eventually went out over brute strength so right well what about endurance versus power and technique because goku's a much better fighter than gohan i would say goku would still win because of that because yeah. i mean especially with all the training he did in the other world and how refined his martial arts is compared to Gohan focusing more on school, kind of lacking. Well, which on is his why training. Goku eventually wins where Gohan couldn't. Right. Yeah, that's reasonable. You know what I mean? Gohan had the power and the ability 
to yeah. kill kill Boo. I think there was a few different points where they had the power to beat Boo. Yeah, Gohan. But Vegito. they just they couldn't. Gotenks even had the power to do it. Yeah, but like we said, he his mind state and his mindset on trying to do stupid moves and be flashy. Right. Yeah. He, he probably had the power at his command to finish Boo like really fast. Yeah. Gohan did But too. they fucked around and fucked around. And even Gohan in his ultimate form, he... Yeah, he fucked around. He kind of... Yeah, he, he let it drag cocky. out. He he always lets shit drag out. Well, and I like that they kind of uh, address that uh, in Super. You know, and like Goku, him being too nice and them just kind of, you know, doing that shit because that it's... you. And they almost make fun of themselves, right? When it comes to Gotenks uh, doing all those stupid fucking moves, not really, you know, wanting to prolong the fight and make it seem fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually kind of funny that they can almost make like fun of themselves at this point in the show and go, okay, yeah, you know, they, they've seen all of this shit growing up as kids and, you know, they're, they're thinking, oh, they just drag it out and make it fantastic, but... Mm-hmm realistically it's you know a lot more challenging than they think well the truth of it is is like goku does that too they like all go- do they, yeah, they drag yeah. the only one that doesn't as much is vegeta it's for different reasons though they're not doing it to be flashy it's just they're ramping it up slowly warm up and then it's a you know do i need to use all my power here i don't want to end it too quickly on well, it's but it's like that it is almost the same thing But it's more of a... It's ego versus fame chasing. Well, yeah, because I would say Goku does it more in fights to try to bring the better out of that evil person. Because obviously Goku never just wants to kill somebody. Well, he doesn't want a quick fight. He wants a challenge. Yeah, he's looking for that challenge. But I also, you know, it's like every time he fights a villain, he always gives them a chance of powering up because he's like... It's through, give up, instead of just ending him right there, you know? He's, like, trying to still almost be, like, the good guy. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. you know, not wanting to just outright kill. No, he's not out to kill anyone. No, because, I mean, I almost... And I like that about Goku, because then it's, like, what makes him any different than the villain he's fighting, you know, if he just outright kills him. Right, um, it's about challenging his own strength. It's not about, like power just to be you know to be powerful and be above everyone right it's a personal challenge yeah to be as strong as he can be and take on the strongest people that he can fight but he never (laughs) wants to like hurt that person no it's not about inflicting pain or you know damage on that person it's just to you're strong i want to see how i do against you yeah. yeah. So I even think... even fucking Boo. Cell. Yeah. Like he knew the stakes of each situation, but also it was those kind of situations are what he thrives in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how much time do we have left? Twenty minutes. So I think we should wrap up and discuss Vegito a little bit. Okay. Because we kinda like to me, like that was a really cool part of this arc. We just kind of brushed past it. Like we've mentioned it a few times, but like 
Uh, and it also gives us a chance to pull back in our Vegeta focus a little bit too, because when Vegeta first gets back and Goku's like, Hey, we need to fuse like Vegeta's super pissed at Goku for holding back super Saiyan three during their fight. Yeah. And Vegeta wants absolutely nothing to do with it. And I don't remember exactly how he finally convinces Vegeta. Oh, Basically, like, we need to protect everything, right? Like, we need to protect what we care about, and the only way to do that is yeah, if we Yeah, you fuse. care about that, or you care about your family, like... Well, yeah, right. and I love that, that you brought that up, because he, uh, Goku pulls the ultimate Hail Mary on him, and goes, you know, everybody is dead, everybody's gone, including Trunks and Bulma, and when he says Bulma, Vegeta kind of goes, ugh, fuck, you know, and gets pissed, you know? He's yeah. like, shit, my Bulma's gone, and that's where... You fully see, then, Vegeta doesn't just care about himself anymore at this point in the show. Yep. Yeah, that's the only thing that pushes him to do it is for other people. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then they do their fusion, and they're super fucking badass. Like, mm-hmm. But it's the same thing like we've talked about before, like how Gogeta always just handles shit and Vegito fucks around. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's the, the well, that thing le- into that, that. That actually, like, it was... I was saying I wish the names were reversed, but it actually makes more sense for Vegito to be called Vegito because it seems like Vegito's personality is pretty dominant. Yeah, in I that in that. that fusion. Well, and as opposed to as opposed to Gogeta, who is super calm, ultimate resolve, never, never talks shit, mm-hmm. and just ends the fight. Well, and when it comes to Vegito. Uh, what I like is, ultimately, Goku obviously is already on board. It's Vegeta's decision to fuse. So calling yeah. him Vegito in that case and front-loading his name mm-hmm. actually makes sense to me for that reason, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah good Vegeta point. held the power in that decision, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got to... Like, getting into, like, fusion and, like, the... But it's different than the fusion dance right like to where you have to match everything perfectly for it to work perfectly the earrings just do it yeah right so i don't know if it would matter you would think that would be a more perfect and that would be the calm easy going and quick to finish version as opposed to like the fusion dance you would think that would be the cocky one yeah and and less and it could be his personality could shift with each fusion, right? Like whoever is more headstrong when they're about to fuse, like you were saying, like Vegeta was really struggling with that, so it pushed his it pushed his personality to the forefront. Right. Because his feelings were stronger. But you would think it would be like that in like the fusion dance version. It's to where not only you have to have your powers aligned, but your minds need to be aligned, too. And if one's feeling emotions stronger than the other, then that can bubble up in that version of the fusion. Yeah, that's reasonable. And it could change depending on what's going on in their minds when they fuse. Right. Yeah, and I, I also wonder like how much their opponent plays into their cockiness level. Because Vegito, especially when he goes Super Saiyan, is so much more powerful than Boo at that point that it's insane. And like he like, could yeah, annihilate could... Boo, so like he knows he's more powerful. Like, and he that's can sense kind of the, that's kind of the fucking problem. 
is like they have had the power like throughout this. Right. It's not like Cell where they were outmatched at every turn. It's like they at many points had the power to end it, but they could they every one of them Pissed decided to fuck around. Right. right. Gohan, uh Vegito. Goten and Trunks. Goten and Trunks, Gotinks. Yep. Especially them. It's like they all at one point or another had the power to end things. Even Goku is Super Saiyan three against Fat Boo. He possibly had the potential because he doesn't gain any power from then to when he destroys Boo at the very end. And that could possibly be why Boo is a lot of people's least favorite villain out of the series, you know? Yeah, it's like they had every chance to beat him at many points and didn't yep. for one at one reason or another. Right. Yeah. So that that begs the question, like I know we've had this discussion before, like which is more powerful, Gogeta or Vegito? And I really like Ve- I Go- think Gogeta or Vegito. Yeah, I think Vegito is the more powerful, <laughs> and maybe that's why he's so much cockier. That would make a lot more sense because, like we've talked about before, Gogeta just finishes fights. They right. don't. He doesn't fuck around, you know. Whereas Vegito is a lot more like, "All right, bring it on, bitches!" Like, I'm gonna fucking drag this out as long as possible. Yeah, make you suffer, and kind of like Gohan versus Cell. At one point during yeah. their fight, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like Gohan could have finished it. Yeah, and he fucked around. And he, he fucked around. It was different though. That wasn't ego for Gohan against Cell. That was making, making him Cell pay. pay. Yeah. yeah, making him pay for everything he'd done. Yep. Whereas and, against Boo, like none of them are thinking about the other people because they all of them in the back of their mind are like, oh, it doesn't matter what happens. We can wish him back with the Dragon Balls. Right. Like they've already they've already shifted that mindset completely. Like they're not as worried about like saving people, which you get a big highlight when Piccolo or when Super Boo shows up at the lookout, and Piccolo's like, "Hey, why don't you go kill people while we get your fighter ready?" Yeah, like that was a huge shift for Piccolo right there, and like he regrets it. Like five minutes later, when Boo just pink balls everyone to death, like like he doesn't even leave. He just. Right, just fires, blasts, kills everyone everyone. on the planet. And he is so creepy, and I love what they did voice acting-wise with him. Because, I mean, he doesn't talk a whole lot. Like, when he's telling him to bring out the fighter he's promised, he just goes, hmm, produce. You know, and you're like, what the fuck? You know, he's a freak. And then he Piccolo tells him that and just kills fucking everybody. He's a menace. During their fight... You know, when they're inside his body and even outside, he does talk quite a bit after that. Right. And even when he's fighting Gotenks in the time chamber, he does quite a bit of talking. Yeah. Uh, But that, and you see a lot of his ego, like when he's standing up on that pillar and he's talking about who's the greatest fighter in the universe, me, blah, blah, blah. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of fucking ego there too. And I think that's. That's that came from him absorbing some fucking Saiyans. <laughs> oh yeah, well, he hadn't absorbed any Saiyans at that. Yeah, he point. did. He had Goten and Trunks. Oh, you're talking about later. I thought you were talking about in the time. Yeah, chamber. right before he turns a big rock into a shitter. Yeah. Huh. Like right after he absorbs Vegito. That's when he's talking about being the greatest fighter in the universe, and then like he just wants to cruise around and find some cake. Right. So. Boo is a crazy villain. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so all over the place, and maybe that's why people don't like him as much. His motivations aren't clear. No, but, but I, I will say the more I watch the Boo saga through every single time, the more I do actually like Boo more. 
Yeah, I, he's lo- a really I love cool all character. three of the main villains. I do too. I think they're all great in their own way. Yep. I think Boo is drastically different than uh, Frieza and Cell. Yeah. Yeah. Like Frieza and Cell are similar. Uh, they're both driven by pride and ego. Yeah. Right. But but Boo, you know, it, it, his motivations kind of change as he changes. Yeah. Yeah. Cell, I think, is more like an evil version of Goku. Right. Like, he just wants to be the strongest. Like, in the Cell games, like, that was his only goal. Was, was to, to prove like, he was the strongest. Right. Yeah. But then he wants to blow everything up. Whereas Goku is just like, cool, I'm the strongest. Whereas Frieza is more of like a... He's on the path for, like, galactic dominance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, like, he wants, wants to, to rule over everything. He doesn't want to destroy everything. He wants to rule it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants to follow in his dad's footsteps and be king. Do you think Cell would have got there? I think if he would have won... Yeah, maybe. Possibly he would have just dominated the the universe. Oh yeah, at least until he ran into some people that they run into and in super and shit. Yep. Or maybe eventually Zeno if he started taking over, like Black. Or the or if the destroyer he, stepping in. It, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Beerus. But I, just, that's like, not what the destroyer does. He doesn't step in to stop. Well, no, but like you know, they let that take its natural course. That's something they wouldn't step into. Until he started to be a threat to the multiverse, and Cell probably could have been that eventually. There's no, re- there's no reason to think that Cell couldn't have continued to gain power, like Goku and Vegeta, right. or even Frieza. And yeah, since so- he has Frieza cells, then he has probably that same potential. He never trained either. Yeah. So on. On the spectrum of potential power for the three main villains, which ones do you think, like, where do you think they fall? Like, which one's the strongest, which one's the weakest? I think Boo has the least, funny enough, I think he has the least potential of growth. I don't know if it's built into him to train and get stronger. I think he's at the level he's at, and that's what it is. Yeah, and like we discussed earlier, like, absorbing people, I don't think actually makes him stronger. But Frieza and Cell have the potential to train and be as strong as they need to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Which would say pr- Frieza ultimately is the most powerful. But you don't know because, like, what if Cell trained? Yeah, he, like, he had I think the chance Cell has to, some crazy potential. What if he had that downtime to where he could train and we know he reached Super Saiyan 2 just from dying and coming back and regenerating. That pushed him into Super Saiyan 2. If he actually trained... And pushed his body to the limit, mm-hmm. he could be just as strong as Frieza. I I think he has the potential to be stronger than Frieza, though, because you think about it, like he has cells from everybody, basically. Yep. yep. So he has the whatever crazy fucking race Frieza is, and like the crazy potential from a little bit of training. Plus, he's got Goku and than, Vegeta. Yeah, more than one source of Saiyan cells. Right. Uh, he's got the Namekian cells for the regeneration. Right. So, like, yeah, I think. If Cell might Cell have go, the most potential out of them all. <coughs> I, could, yeah, I, I think you I'm know, on that train. I think my mind just came because you guys just blew my mind. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's actually a pretty Fucking good point. Bukaki blasting all over the couch. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay, man, we got to use it. <laughs> yeah, you've been a little light on the sound bites today. I don't know. I got to get some new ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's our conclusion on Boo? 
we got about 10 minutes. What's our conclusion on Boo's power? Do you think he's gaining power by absorbing? Do you think his mindset changes the way he uses his power? I think it's all a mental state. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things like we've talked about his motivation changes as he does. Um, and but I his think power that, never actually changes. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of that and like we've talked about before the restraint. So, you know, I, I think it's uh, all dependent on his motivation at the time and the restraint he has. By, by absorbing other people's minds. Right. Yeah, and, and that also shifts his techniques, too. That's so, the like, big the difference. forms of fighting. Right. That's the big difference between him and Cell. Is like, Cell can absorb people and gain power. Right. Uh, absorbing people for Boo weakens him by building mental restraint. Right, because when Cell absorbs people, he doesn't necessarily... Absorb their mind. Yeah, he they don't become a part of Cell. You know what I mean? Like, Cell is still his own entity. He's just taken all of their training, experience, power, and absorbs, absorbs it into his body. But his mind is still his own, like you are saying. Yeah, I don't think you really see a mental shift with him at all, thinking about it. Not really. So... Not yeah. not through any of his forms. The only shift you see is like absolute confidence once he is perfect. Yeah. It's like he at that point is like, Okay, um nobody can fuck with me now. Yeah. Uh the all, like before he was desperate to reach that level and he knew he could be defeated uh until he got there. That's the only mental shift though. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know, yeah, I mean, Boo, I think, is, like you guys said, very capped at his potential. Like, throughout, um, it's just, the cap gets tightened, the more he absorbs better, like, morally good people. Right, and I mean, it, it's one of those things where he was magically made, he's magically delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Cell, you know, he was more engineered and made for that absorption and getting powerful. But with that, you know, that magic, I, I think it would take another wizard or someone like that to make Boo stronger. To bolster his power with some spell. So that could always be a thing later on down the road where Boo could get a power boost. If is, they meet somebody with magic, yeah. Exactly, and they can alter his magical makeup. You know, well, we've also seen Boo do some magic shit, too. Well, he does with his, you know, just look at his ability to change people into whatever he wants. Yeah. It doesn't have healing. to be. It doesn't have. Uh, yeah. Or bringing someone back to life. Yeah. So what's yeah. to say he couldn't magically boost himself? Mm. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, I would. I'm on board with the. Uh, I would be more happy with them finding some kind of crazy space wizard. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, that, you know, bolsters him with some kind of spell or use the dragon. <coughs> you know, you can. Ooh, what if he. Oh, okay. Here's an interesting scenario. What if he turned Shenron into candy and ate him? <laughs> That's a. Right? Right? <laughs> and then he'd be an actual genie. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, he would. He would <laughs> legit be a fucking genie oh. then. Speaking of genies, do you guys see that meme? I think somebody threw it in the comic zone. Like, 
the genie pops out and says like, you have like 15 wishes or something like that. And the dude is like, don't you mean three? He's like, I don't know. Some asshole wished I couldn't count. <laughs> I did not see that, but I'm gonna have to look. Yeah, that it up was pretty after fucking this. good. I was like, man, that is a great loophole. I'm not wishing funny. for more wishes. Thing. Oh my god, that's he can't funny. count, so yeah. he doesn't know how many. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I, some asshole wished I couldn't count anymore. <laughs> that's fucking great. So, I think that's a pretty decent spot to end it. Next week we'll hit the kid boo fights uh, because. Well, as we wrap it up, obviously they're inside Boo. Um, Vegeta finds the fat Boo pod and decides to see what happens Mm -hmm. when they are separated. And Boo is freaking the fuck out. Yeah, Yeah. he's telling him, don't fucking do it. Like, it even scares him. And that's an interesting section of this is like... Even Boo himself is afraid to be Kid Boo. Yep. Like, he knows the destructive power of that and just how unrestrained and he's literally a lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Kid Boo is fucking nutty. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting that he's, even he's freaked out. Yeah. Right. And with good reason... And we'll get into that in the next episode, of course, um, Kid Boo, and then we're wrapping up Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Man. Kind of crazy. Yeah. It really is. It's been a ride. Yeah. That's for sure. And then it's been you, fun rewatching it all. You were asking earlier if we'd get into GT after this. I don't think so. I think we'll go straight into uh, Super. Super. Okay. And then, yeah, we'll probably hit gt after super or at some point yeah i think gt is worth a good like two to four yeah we should definitely get into super for sure uh or gt just because i feel like that's like in the alternate universe the what if it's like what if they never ran into beerus what if beerus didn't wake up from his nap and went looking for a super saiyan god yeah well then their next progression in mortal power would be Super Saiyan 4. Right. And how and there's, cool... There's no saying that they can't get to yeah, Super how, Saiyan 4 still. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's a good point. And maybe not Goku and Vegeta, but Gohan or Goten and Trunks. Yeah, got to give them their tails, though. True. But they never had tails. So, maybe never. Well... Maybe fuck. Super Saiyan 4 is just... Something they don't need to fuck with. Right. But I would love to see Super Saiyan 3 uh, blue. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be and that dope. would be, I've said it multiple times, I think that would be them using Super Saiyan 3 to its max. Well, and finally giving Super Saiyan 3 to someone other than just Gotenks and Goku, you know, and giving it to Vegeta. Because, I, I mean... I know a lot of people would love to see a Super Saiyan 3. Vegeta, Vegeta doesn't need it now, though. He's Destroyer. Well, yeah. It'd still be cool, though. I mean, and seeing him, like you said, kind of using that god magic to enhance it then and prolong it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Who doesn't want to see a fucking purple-haired... Super Saiyan 3. Yeah, Super Saiyan 3 Vegeta. That'd but be, who, be I don't know if the God in, or the destruction energy is bolstered by what form you're in. No, I don't I don't get that vibe. Based on what we've seen of it, I think it's just kind of there. It's separate. Yeah. It's separate. It's, like, it's not even God energy. It's 
it's it's got energy. energy, but it's a different form of it. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Only time will tell. Right. Well, you, uh, you posted episode. a picture of Super Saiyan three, Ultra Instinct. Yeah, that shit was dope. Goku, and it's like you gotta wonder that makes a little more sense to me. That could be something. Yeah, that's that's somebody you don't want to fuck with. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucking hardcore. That's that I think would push Goku into the level of being able to rival the angels. In a, the angels. Yeah. <clears throat> but that is the end of this episode of Dragon These Balls covering Boo and all his forms. If you enjoyed this episode, go to thecomiczone.com. We got links to wherever you can get the podcast, whatever platform you use. And uh, check out our TikTok. Um, we're actually gaining a little steam there. That yeah, we are. We picked up a lot yeah. of views on the last few. Yep. Yep. Had a couple people share a couple of our videos to their story, reposting. And that's actually making me happy because making those videos takes a lot of a lot of time. <laughs> oh yeah, it takes a lot of work. We appreciate you for doing that. Yeah, yeah man. man. But this has been Dragging These Balls. I am Mike. Yeah, I'm Vince. I'm also Mike. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, homies. Later. Later. Oh, oh. How is that possible? Oh, oh.